Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Three simple verses this evening. None of these verses have anything to do at all with the rapture of the church. Matter of fact, there isn't even a rapture in these verses, let alone for the church. So those that believe or those that teach or those that have been duped into believing somehow that this is where the church gets raptured, let me say unapologetically, without apology, that is just wrong. And we've gone through this verse by verse. Now we're going to park here and we're going to understand just some simple things tonight. We want to be right. We're going to be right with the right attitude in the right way. And so I believe we can do that if we get a hold of some truth. So let's do that. Matthew chapter 24, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. Now, let me stop and park right here. When you see the tribulation, it never in the Bible refers to a time period. It is always referring to a time of. And in those days, not the days now, not the days we're going to go through, this future days, this future event, in those days, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall this happen. The sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. This is not the rapture of the church. This is the second coming of Christ. There is a twofold purpose to Christ's second coming. One is to judge and one is to deliver. Christ is going to judge the earth. Christ is also at his second coming going to deliver believing Israel. That is the twofold purpose. Now, remember when we read or we touched on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, and it says, for the Jews require a sign. And do you remember last week, I believe it was, we talked about how the deception is going to abound so much that now you have Jews that are used to signs and, they're, and, and the Lord has to tell them, he writes it in his word, if somebody tells you to look here or look there, don't believe them. You got to obey my word. Well, we're going to return back to some of these signs and kind of bring uh, the idea of signs when it relates to the nation of Israel back into view for tonight's lesson. Because the Jews are always looking for a sign. The Jews require a sign. So you're going to have major earthly 
and major heavenly disturbances going on. And that is going to be their sign. What are you going to have? Well, we read you're going to have a darkened sun. You're going to have no light from the moon. Both of them are going to stop shining. Stars are going to fall from heaven. Powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Uh, let's get Luke chapter 21. I'm going to show you Luke's passage. Luke chapter 21, and let's get verse number 25. Luke 21, verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun. We see that. We didn't see the word signs mentioned in the Matthew 24 account. But when we run the cross-reference in Luke, he brings out the signs. He points, points it right back to 1 Corinthians 122. So we, we see the signs in this reference, and there shall be signs where? In the sun. Where else? And in the moon. Where else? And in the stars. Where else? And upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring. Sun's darkened, moon's darkened, stars are falling, seas and waves are, are roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Pretty powerful stuff that's going to happen. Why? We've done so many reasons on why, but tonight, why can't this be the rapture of the church? What would be another reason? We're not looking for signs. <laughs> We're looking for a blessed hope. <laughs> We're not looking for a blood moon or, a you know, stars and falling and, and sun. We're not looking for that. Nowhere are we told in 1 Corinthians or in 1 Thessalonians to look for signs. We should be ready right now. Yeah, but things are getting so bad. Well, they were bad in Nazi Germany. <laughs> things are getting so bad. There's a lot of persecution going on in China and North Korea. And we're not looking for signs. Nothing else has to happen for us to be raptured. Prophetically speaking, there's no other signs, nothing. The only thing holding it back is just the timing of our God. That is it. And when God says it's a time, you're going to hear and we're going to go. <laughs> and it's going to be in the air and we're going to be rejoicing. We're going to get to another reason why, but. This can't be the rapture because we're not getting signs as a warning. These folks are getting signs. I want you to get Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. And I want you to read with me. We'll go through Acts chapter 1. Look at verse number 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and other most parts of the earth. Amen. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up 
and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Did anybody help Jesus ascend? Jesus just decided, and God the Father decided, it's time for me to go. <laughs> and by his own power, that's what he did. He had no help from anybody. Specifically, he had no help from angels. Angels didn't take him up. He rose, he resurrected, he ascended on his own power. When we see in verse number 31 in Matthew 24, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. People take this word angels in Matthew 24, and they try to apply it and cross-reference it to the voice of the archangel in 1 Thessalonians 4. Remember that lesson we went through in 1 Thessalonians 4? We, uh, or, or rather, I'm sorry, on Michael the archangel and went back to Jude and we looked at Daniel. He he's the prince that stands for thy people, the nation. And we, we talked about 1 Thessalonians 4. You're going to hear a voice of the archangel. But angels aren't assisting us. <laughs> We're going to hear a voice, but they're not taking us up. And I'm going to show you why I think through the Bible. Go to John 20. We'll finish this thought. Look at John chapter 20. John chapter 20, and we'll get verse number 26. John 20, verse 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were within. And Thomas with them. They're in the room. Then came Jesus. The doors being shut. That's important. And stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and hold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. You know why the door didn't need to be opened? Because Jesus is in a resurrected form. And you know what he did? He walked through the door. <laughs> that kind of gives a whole nother meaning to I am the door. <laughs> it gives a whole nother meaning to what a resurrected body can do. What the Lord God can do. They're in the room. They're all together. And there he is. <laughs> And isn't it great that the Bible points out that the door, the doors being shut. Why? To show that Jesus walked right through those doors. Now let's get over to 1 John. Get over to 1 John chapter number 3. 1 John chapter number 3. 
Verse one, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Don't be surprised. Don't be dismayed. Don't get down in the dumps because uh, the world hates you and don't want anything to do with you. It's it's what the deal is. What That's the package deal. Verse two, beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We are going to be like him. When we get raptured, we are going to be like him. Our resurrected body is going to be able to go through doors. Our resurrected body is going to be able to fly through the air. You know what we don't need to take us up? Angels. These angels are gathering together people on earth. The Lord himself is going to descend. Matthew in First Thessalonians 4. Matthew 24. Yeah, his angels are going to do something, but it ain't got nothing to do with the church being raptured. We're already raptured. The Lord himself descends in First Thessalonians 4. We hear the voice of the archangel, but we, when God calls us up, we are going to be like him. Where are you going to go when you're raptured? Wherever the Lord goes. <laughs> we know we're going up and we're going to have a meeting in the air. And then who knows? Maybe we'll fly around a little bit. And, but we are going to have a resurrected body like him. We are not going to need angels to come and gather us up. This gathering in Matthew 24 has absolutely nothing to do with the church. And even to make a stronger emphasis, it has absolutely nothing at all to do with a rapture. It's a gathering of his angels for a gathering on the earth. We're caught up when we're raptured. It's in the clouds. We meet the Lord's in the, Lord in the air and we have a resurrected body. We're not going to need angels to gather us. We are going to be, oh, go, go get Matthew 22. Check this out. Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Look at verse number 29. Jesus answered, Matthew 22, verse 29, and said unto them, ye do err. That's a great three-worded phrase which is even greater with the follow-up after the comma, not knowing the scriptures. The downfall of America is not because they voted Democrat. It's not because the voting machines were rigged. It's not because, well, we don't have Reagan economics anymore. The downfall of America is ye do err, not knowing the scriptures. They have no idea anything about the Bible. And if you wave the Bible as your answer, if you try to talk about the Bible, they have no idea what you're talking about. They know more about Fauci and Trump. And Biden and Hillary 
and he's going to be back in office and some guy's selling pillows and we're going to go to a rally. They know more about those things. And they feel good about it. And God says, you do err. Why? Because I'm involved in that. No, you don't know the scriptures. You have gotten your attention and your focus so knee deep into Christian activism, social politics, that you have failed to study your Bible. You know what we want young people to do here? Know the Bible, know the scriptures, so that they can be a workman. Rightly dividing and not ashamed. But watch what it says in verse 30, which is the point of us turning here. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. You know why we're not going to need angels to gather us? Because we are as the angels of God in heaven. We're not going to need angels to gather us. That gathering with the angels of Matthew 24 is not, will not be for us. He is not, Jesus is not sending angels to gather people who have the same capabilities as angels. It doesn't make any biblical sense. He's not doing it. Those that are gathered in Matthew 24 are those that have a non-resurrected body and are believers. And those believers who took God at his word and are doing what God told them to do during that time, they've believed God. They are going to be gathered. They are going to stay in their physical non-resurrected body and you know what's going to happen to them they are going to enter into a 1000 year kingdom reign millennial reign if you would call it that because that's what it is of jesus christ and they're going to reign with the lord now angels are also going to gather together during that time the wicked for judgment which we're not going to get into tonight the Lord himself comes for us and meets us in the air. He sends his angels to gather at his second coming. There is no rapture at all in Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31. It is not there. You have a gathering for the protection on the earth. Okay, amen. And amen. Let's go back to the book of Isaiah. And let's get Isaiah chapter 13. Isaiah chapter 13. And we want to get the book of Joel. Joel chapter 2 and Isaiah chapter 13. Just keep flipping forward. You come past Daniel. Get to Hosea. And then you'll come to the book of Joel and you want chapter number two. 
There's going to be something else that will start during this time in Matthew 24 as we look at verses 29 through 31. And that will be the start of the day of the Lord. Look at Isaiah chapter 13 and verse number 10. The Bible says, For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth. And the moon shall not cause her light to shine. See that? Same thing, just prophetic right out of Isaiah. Ties right in with Matthew 24. But it also gives us the focus now of this occurrence in Matthew 24, the second coming, will also kick off the start of the day of the Lord. Joel chapter number two. Joel chapter number two, verse number 10. The earth, Joel 2, 10, shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Go all the way, almost to the end. Verse 31 of Joel chapter 2. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day. And here it is of the Lord. The great and terrible day of the Lord. One more, Joel chapter 3, look at verse 15. The sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Going right to what's going on in Matthew 24, a simple cross-reference that tells us it's for the children of Israel. It's that national view that we already talked about that's coming back into view. Now keep your finger in Isaiah 30. We were in Isaiah earlier. We want to get back there. Isaiah chapter 30. And we want to get back to our New Testament. Let's get back to Luke 21 and then Matthew 24. I want to point out one thing in Luke 21. I want you to see it. Matthew or Luke 21. Go all the way down. Verse 25. We read it earlier. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, watch this, men's hearts failing them for fear. When your heart fails you, what is that called? A heart attack. It's going to be so fearful that men's hearts are going to start failing them. Looking and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. You ever get startled or you ever get scared and you're like, you know, you causes your heart to kind of skip a beat. You know, we've heard all those sayings, we've all experienced and done that. 
That's nothing. That will be nothing when the day of the Lord kicks off. Nothing. Isaiah chapter 30 and Matthew 24. Isaiah chapter number 30. And in verse number 26, let's read this. Uh, let's read this. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun. You know what that means? The moon gives off lesser light than the sun. But it's going to be so bright that the moon will give off as much light as the sun right now. Now, that's pretty bright, isn't it? But. And the light of the sun shall be sevenfold. That means the sun right now, you can't even look at it without burning your eyes. No clouds try to look at the sun. You, you won't do it. Nobody does it. It is going to be seven times that brightness. You won't be able to look up at the moon because it'll be as bright as the sun. And you can't look at the sun because it's so bright. And the sun itself is going to be seven times brighter in the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people and healeth the stroke of their wound. Now go back to Matthew 24 and look at verse number 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the cloud of heaven with power and great Glory. The lights we talked about are going to go completely out. Completely out. The moon as we know it, the sun as we know it, the stars as we know it, they're going to fall from heaven. There's going to be no light at all. There won't be a light from a star. There won't be light from the moon. There won't be light from the sun. It will be as dark as dark can be and as black as black can be. Ooh. And when the sun of glory comes down, it will be shining brighter than you have ever seen in your life. Imagine they do all of this with the with the uh, with the sports heroes. You go to a basketball game, you go to a hockey game. And what do they do? They turn off the lights. And here comes the team, and then boom, they shine the spotlight on them. And they do it with the movie stars. You know, all the lights come off, and then they shine the spotlight on this movie star or the singer. They do it with the musicians. They dim out the lights. Everything goes dark. And then there it is. There's our idols. There's our heroes. Except this time, it's going to be the Lord himself. And the world grabs from the Bible and steals it. They do it with the rainbow. They do it with this. And the spotlight is finally going to be on our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he comes back. The lights go out as dark as dark can be, and the spotlight signs on the Son of Man, on the Son of God. Praise his holy name. Now, that's pretty good. But that's going to be the order of the events. You're going to have your timeline. You're going to have Isaiah 30, verse 26, we just read. In Matthew 24, 30, the Son of Man is going to appear. In Mark 13 and Luke 21, it says, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. 
The next thing that's going to happen, we'll see in Matthew 24. We'll just wrap this up and on our timeline here. Look at Matthew 24, verse 30. Um, and in the middle of the verse, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory. All the tribes of the earth will mourn. And finally, in verse 31, and we'll pick some more up next week, it's going to be followed by a great sound of a trumpet. We see that, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. So you're going to hear that trumpet's going to go. And then what's going to happen? The middle of the verse. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Tribes of the earth are going to mourn. You're going to hear the sound of a great trumpet, verse 31. And at the end of verse 31, the angels are going to gather the elect for the purpose of protection on earth. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.